Hello and welcome to Sweet Talk. I'm Richard Shanko and thank you for tuning in to this month's installment of Unidyne's C-Suite podcast. Over the course of each segment, we'll uncover how senior leaders in our partnered accounts foresee the future, the victories, and the challenges that frame organizational success. Joining me on today's program is Dan Lavender, President and CEO of Moorings Park Institute. Renowned in the senior living industry for his strategic agility to improve financial performance while incubating growth in life plan communities, Dan is a provider of premier retirement living in Southwest Florida. I'm so looking forward to our conversation, Dan. Welcome to Sweet Talk. Thanks, Richard. It's really great to be here and be with you today. Dan, I've known you for a number of years, so this is very exciting. I've watched the progress at Moorings Park Institute, in particular your new facilities, and I'm welcoming this conversation. So my first question to you, as you celebrate Moorings Park's 40th anniversary of providing exceptional services to aging adults, as well as your 15th year leading these communities, you have most definitely created an unparalleled level of excellence for your residents. Your simply the best, quote unquote, is more than just your tagline. It's the mantra that defines your culture. Can you explain to our audience your philosophy surrounding this hospitality-centric level of care? Sure, absolutely, Richard. You know, it uh, starts back in 2012. We had some market research, and uh, we were trying to prepare for the coming baby boomers. So we had focus groups with our residents. We had focus groups with our prospects. We had focus groups with people maybe in their early 60s just to find out what they thought of Moorings Park. And uh, in all of those focus groups, the idea of a market leader and quality and striving for excellence uh, came out. So we decided, since that's what the market of us, we would go ahead and adopt tagline simply the best. And uh, it, defi- it does define how we try to do everything. It becomes a language. Uh, with our residents and our partners about how we go about things. So it really is a rallying cry, and it tied up in being simply the best is compassion, professionalism, empathy, and just excellence. Uh, We ask people to think about their own individual experiences when they're out in the general public and what places they like to go to and why and what are uh, the characteristics that make a place more desirable to go to. And so that helps us frame excellent hospitality, uh, looking looking people in the eye, smiling, saying hi to them, making sure that they know that they're valued and important. And so we use those philosophies in everything we do, uh, including in our partnership with Unidyne in our dining rooms. I can say that I've seen it firsthand on all my visits down there in all candor and uh, it definitely resonates. It's not just a tagline. It's part of your culture, in my opinion. That's my take. Sure, absolutely. Um, yep. Dan, with pandemic fatigue and vaccination reluctance, attracting top talent is a growing challenge across industries, and it's not just senior living or hospitality. How do you recruit 
high-end performers when your contemporaries are struggling to attract candidates? Yeah, it's it's a definite challenge. And Richard, I think we're just on the tip of this challenge. I think it's going to be one of the biggest uh, ch strategic challenges that our entire industry has over the next uh, five to seven years. Uh, we we talked about our culture here at Moorings Park already, and uh, culture I think attracts people. So that that's one of the first things we do. We we really um, foster that culture. I still do the orientations for uh, new staff members coming in, and I'm in there for about 10, 15 minutes on a Monday morning, and I ask them how they came to be at Moorings Park. And of course, the choices are we have partnerships with educational institution, we have um, you know great advertising, and I'll talk about that just in, the, in a few minutes, but we also have our own partners, just like we do with residents, telling their friends out in the community that there's an opening at Moorings Park and they should apply there. So in this orientation, when I asked how you come to be here, always one third to half of the room said they applied for the position because somebody who already works there told them to do so. And uh, that you can't, you can't create that environment any better uh, than having your work workers telling other people to apply for positions uh, because I do believe people want to work for market leaders and uh, then behind that we've gotten a lot better at advertising um, you know communication is changing so much just like you you know we use LinkedIn we use all the internet things but uh, now have started to text prospects so if you ping our website you're going to start getting texts uh, from us and we found that that has incredible success uh, as the younger generation changes the way they get information on top of all that uh, we are caretakers of a wage philosophy uh, we don't want to uh, you know we don't want we don't want to demand the highest quality and pay average so we have a wage philosophy that makes a very competitive wage starting at Moorings Park. And if you're here and you're successful and you do well, uh, you should you should be in an above market wage. Well, that's very interesting, Dan. Uh, so I want to highlight one of your prestigious accomplishments, Dan, which I didn't even know of. You were inducted <laughs> into the Business Hall of Fame of Southwest Florida which is a recognition you are very passionate about as it brings together outstanding entrepreneurs who serve as role models for youth. While your charisma is so natural, how do you teach executive presence to not only those you mentor, but to the teams who serve your residents? Well, first of all, Richard, thanks. It was an honor to be elected. And, um, you know, I think when you get awards like that and you're in a position like this, you have to first realize that, uh, being part of Moorings Park and Moorings Park serving our community and the board of directors giving us freedom and a charge to make our community better, uh, that's how you start to get awards like that. Um, we uh, are very much into business books here at Moorings Park. We have a very well-defined succession planning we process where we take every one of our positions. We lay out who would take that position in a crisis, who's ready to take that position now, and who needs some development but has the potential 
to move up in the organization. And then we provide opportunities once you're identified on those lists to get mentoring and growth. So we send always every year somebody through Leadership Collier, which is, I think there's leadership programs all over the country, but that allows our emerging leaders to meet with emerging leaders and other organizations and get contracts throughout our community. Um, we're part of Navari, which is a consortium of about 20 CCRCs, and they have two different leadership programs, which we always have participants in. It allows uh, them to get basic knowledge as they become, one of them allows them to get basic knowledge as they become a, a supervisor. Uh, the other one allows them to travel around to some of these different communities and develop relationships with other emerging leaders in our industry. And, um, you know, we're just very intentional about the role of mentoring. We always have business books that we're reading through, like the five dysfunctions uh, of a team or good to great, uh, where we're trying to educate our team about, you know, what excellent leadership looks like. Dan, with three beautiful senior living lifestyle defining properties for aging adults in the Naples, Florida, Gulf Coast, you are completing construction, and I just happened to pass by it, on Moorings Park, Grand Lake. With a resident amenity and engagement program that rivals a five-star resort experience, what was your strategy to attract the next generation of aging adults with this new golf and life enrichment community? Or more simply put, Dan, what are you doing differently to attract future residents to Grand Lake in a climate where occupancy levels are declining across traditional senior living establishments? Well, first of all, uh, location matters. And as you know, if you've been by it, uh, that Grand Lake site is beautiful. The clubhouse is going to overlook a lake. So, you know, uh, although the real estate doesn't isn't the critical driver in our industry, it is important. So you have to make sure that you're creating environments where people want to actually live. And then secondly, we've changed our philosophy uh, away from development of outstanding programs to creating, you know, outstanding opportunities for our residents. Uh, we call it mass customization. We need to have great programs, but not necessarily worry about driving people to the programs, but yet give them a lot of opportunities. Um, the generation coming up now, they've grown up in the consumer generation. They want choice. They want control. And they want to make their own decisions, but just be given opportunities. So we've done a few things. We have uh, hired physicians. We did that in 2013. And so everyone who moves into Moorings Park has access to a concierge physician. About 70% of, uh, at no additional cost, about 70% of our residents have moved to that concierge physician. Um, and again, that's us not creating a program you have to be part of, but an opportunity. And by having those physicians on campus, they're able to partner with and interact with our wellness teams. We now have about 17 wellness FTEs across our three campuses. And so residents get the opportunity to engage in physical, social, uh, intellectual, and emotional um, activities 
They get to design their own programs, and they get to do it in such a manner where their physician, their primary care physician, can be involved and engaged, uh, and they make their own choices. Uh, everything we do is designed to create uh, impromptu social experiences. So we have, uh, you know, stopping points with chairs uh, all along uh, so that we can try to create that socialization that's so important to attracting people. And then finally, uh, every time we do a survey on what's important to people moving into a um, retirement community, food is always <laughs> either one or two. And uh, so, as you know, Richard, it's not just creating the best meal, it's not just creating healthy meals, but it's creating a, an experience in the dining room that can really be a highlight of the day and allows people to socialize at a really high level. So I'd have to summarize it by saying, we don't create any programs that people have to involved in, but we try to create programs that people wanna get involved in. We try to just create a toolkit so that people moving in today self-direct their own wellness and socialization and experience at Moorings Park. I, I, I can tell you I've seen it firsthand in your facilities, and it, it clearly is an experience. So as you drive in the gates to as you walk into the clubhouses, oh, it's – I tell people it's something I've never seen before getting there. Uh, this well, one, thanks, I think you're, it, you're very kind. Yeah. And well, it, 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 very sincere, Dan. I, I took uh, yep. my significant other, and she drove through and had never been to Moorings, and she said, "Is this the Country Club?" I said, "No, this is not <laughs> the Country Club. This is uh, Moorings Park." And uh, yeah. you know, one one of the things uh, your residents clearly represent a very affluent cross section of aging medical professionals scholars, and industry titans. One of the distinguishing attributes that defines Moorings Park is your fine dining program, of which Unidine is clearly honored to perform. From creating morning social hubs in your bistros to cabana service for poolside lounging and ending the day with an elevated dining experience, how have you leveraged dining to define your brand? Yeah, I think um, we talked about that a little bit already. I mean, when we're defining our program often in marketing events, we know that if we can get people to experience our dining venues, that they're much more likely to move here. So we, we lead with our dining experience. And you and I have had many conversations about this. Um, you know, you have to have creativity. You uh, have to have access to the talent uh, that is necessary. And I think that's one of the things that we believe Unidine does for us when we get an open position uh, is create an access maybe to a talent pool that we couldn't achieve by ourselves. But I always think about it like this, uh, you know, ask any prospect what their favorite restaurant is. Think about yourself. What is your favorite restaurant? Get your favorite restaurant in your mind about how you like to go there. And now ask yourself, okay, do you want to go there every night for the rest of your life? And, um, that's kind of the way that we have to think. It's not only being an excellent experience, but it has to be creative, it has to be uh, flexible, it has to change. As soon as you arrive, uh, if you say, I've arrived, I can't change it, I can l uh, let go of creativity, 
in 30 days your residents are going to be uh, unhappy. So some of the things that, that we've done here at Moorings Park is we've created our own uh, hospitality program called Diamond Dining. And I know, Richard, you've been very involved in helping us take that to the next level where everybody who serves at Moorings Park has the opportunity to earn diamonds by going through specific training programs. And of course, uh, Diamond One is, is basic. Uh, you have to complete that when you come here. But as you get through Dining Two, dining, uh, Diamond Dining Three levels, we actually increase your pay if you uh, get that kind of training. And it's uh, just a continual focus on improving and staying creative. I know you keep us on our toes. That I do know, Dan. <laughs> Absolutely. As oh. do our residents, right? I, they do. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. And my last question, Dan, you clearly have plans to continuously evolve your operating model while strengthening the performance of your organization. What technological enhancements will you look to deploy in the next three to five years to further empower the resident's experience? Yeah, and we've already dabbled in this, and we can get into a discussion about, you know, uh, we want to be on the leading edge, not the bleeding edge. So we're doing a lot of observing now. We have done some pilot programs where we were able to monitor exercise, blood pressure, and weight of our residents, and then have that over the internet, go to a HIPAA-compliant place, and end up in the medical record where our wellness team and our physicians could keep track uh, of that information. Um, so we know that that's the future. We know it's the future for us, again, to create a toolkit where uh, those um, that want to, that live here, can really monitor and manage their own health. So we, we have pilot programs going on all the time with people wearing whoops or a Apple watches and managing sleep and such. The ones that interest me, uh, we, we have a lot of time and energy, just like on dining, on our internal web page that allows residents to communicate with each other and uh, you know interact with the menus in the dining uh, venues uh, or all the activities and programming that are going on and we're going to need to continue to focus on that. Um, we have a resident committee that meets on it and I'd say every six months we're updating and changing that internal web page based on the changing needs of the residents. And then I think there's some really interesting things, um, you know, that I don't think are quite ready for prime time, such as floors now that can monitor your body temperature and gait and uh, look for changes and signal somebody. Uh, of course, we all know about the smart toilets, um, video cameras up in the room that could do the same thing, manage your heart rate. And uh, I think that we're not that far away from residents wanting and demanding that. Um, I, I do know one thing there's gonna be significant changes in how we deliver services. And if you wanna Google something interesting, uh, Google Sophia the Robot, and it's a company in Hong Kong that is literally making a senior care robot that looks just like a person. And um, they've been in the pilot stage for a number of years, but their goal this year is to sell 100,000 of those robots to seniors to care for themselves. And uh, I think all of those type of uh, activities 
are going to come to our industry in the next decade or so. And uh, we're just continuing to watch and uh, see which ones emerge as, um, you know, something that can transform the industry. I'm just curious, Richard, you you also are looking at that on the dining uh, area. What, what technology enhancements are, are Unidyne looking at uh, to serve yeah. seniors? Great question, Dan. Uh, we definitely know the labor shortage is going to put more and more pressures on where we're going to need to look at much more robotic. It, yeah. It's just a reality. I mean, if, if they can build a car with robots, I think we can find ways as we continue to look. Uh, I think we've also come up with ways to deliver meals to residents. If you think about it, Domino's now is delivering meals in driverless, I shouldn't say meal yeah. pizzas, in driverless cars as a prototype. I think we are going to be pushed to do some of the similar things. And I think the uh, reality is going to be uh, it's not going to be a fluffy thing. It's going to be a reality thing that we're just not going to find the same labor forces that we all need to get the jobs done. Uh, and yeah, I agree with you 100%. Yeah. yeah. And there's rudimentary tasks that I think, you know, you know chopping celery, that's a rudimentary ta task. That's not a culinary task. So we're investigating yeah. all that. And I think we're going to see other things for residents as well, tying in the whole continuum of care into web apps that really push the yeah, market. Sure. Uh, yeah, so, I, I agree mean, those with that. Things, you know, more to come. Oh, I wish I could tell you it's all been done. I think COVID has pushed all of us at this point. And I think the other part yeah. we've seen in, in seniors, they are much more comfortable taking this one little device, whatever they use, typically an iPhone, and it has become our life. I, I look at it myself, really and you has. must look at it too. You lose your iPhone, yeah. you lose your life in a lot of ways. And I uh, think there's no doubt about it. Well, the people, yeah, the people who are moving in, they're used to that in their clubs. I mean, that's how they schedule, uh, you know, reservations. That's how they get tickets to events. But uh, I'll just tell you a quick story here, Richard. We actually have hired two robots. And uh, one of them was like a glorified Roomba, is what I'll call it. And uh, it, we, we, it has been incredibly successful. So in our skilled nursing facility, this thing is programmed to walk through the halls, miss residents, and it actually cleans the floors on a, on a continual basis. And we had such good success with it, we hired a robot to clean our tile walkways between some of our buildings. But that robot could not uh, learn the path. It kept getting to one spot and trying to run into the grass and just shutting down. So we had to send that one back. But I think that story just tells you how we're going to have to experiment to figure out uh, how we're efficient with this labor force that we will have. Yeah, I, I would can't agree more. I, I used to remember watching this show, The Jetsons, and saying, "Wow, this is pretty cool." But I, <laughs> I think the reality is we're 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 on those uh, uh, cutting edge technology as well. So, well, Dan, I don't yep. want to take any more of your time. Our our time together has certainly been a pleasure, as always. Your perspective on the senior living industry is invaluable to other institutions looking to create an elevated platform where excellence is the minimum standard. It really is all about creating a holistic, hospitality-centric experience rooted in proven tra strategy and business excellence. 
Unidyne and myself is so proud to be a partner of Mooring Park, and as always, I enjoy our personal conversations. Thank you today for the key learnings you have shared with our audience today on Sweet Talk. Tune in next month as we continue to provide exclusive access to key decision makers in the C-suite. Once again, thank you, Dan, and you have a great day, and I look forward to seeing you in the near future.